Jared, what's your favorite club to hit? Driver, full send. Welcome to another episode of the Full Sin Podcast, the inside look at life on the PJ Tour with our man, Jared Wolf. I'm Trey Griggs. Jared, what's up, man? How you doing, brother? Trey, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. It's been a while. Happy to talk it's been about too long. Things. Yeah, man, it's been too long. A lot has happened since we last got together. Um, and I know that you've been doing a few things as well, played in a Corn Ferry event, did some sectional qualifying for the U.S. Open as well. And a lot has happened in the golf world. So let's get down to it. But first of all, how's life in Jacksonville, Florida treating you? What are you up to? Life's good, man. We're, uh, we're enjoying the heat, enjoying the weather. Um, girls are enjoying time at the pool. I'm, I'm getting in my practice, uh, you know, try to get it in before, before it gets too hot each day. But, uh, just, yeah, man, just, just working on some things and getting ready for the stretch coming up. Yeah. Enjoying the heat in Florida does require a pool or a beach or an ocean. I think that's, that's kind of mandatory to actually enjoy the heat. It uh, can get pretty brutal, pretty humid, but um, it's nice to have some great weather to practice. Uh, Jacksonville, of course, just a phenomenal spot. What are some things you're working on in your game right now? As we talk about what you're going to be heading into here uh, shortly. We're, uh, we're cleaning up uh, a little bit of the backswing and getting the club to a better position at the top, which helps uh, the downswing. So we're just trying to get it to where it's a little more consistent in each week. And instead of, um, you know, this week feels good, this week feels okay, and, and that, those kind of things. And just trying to tighten that up and, and get back to some, some really good ball striking. Yeah, and you jumped in and you played a Corn Ferry Tour event, um, probably just to get some some competitive swings. What's the difference between getting those swings in a tournament versus what you're doing at home practicing? How much does it help just to get into a tournament, regardless of the results, just to get some of those competitive swings? It's good, man. It's good that you can't replicate the the feelings, the emotions, the the adrenaline, you know, as you can at a tournament. You can play money games, you can you can do all that kind of stuff, but it's just never the same. Yeah, getting those competitive swings, you know, really makes a huge difference. And you've got some competition coming up. But before we talk about your schedule, there's been a lot of things that have happened in the world of golf. We'll go back a little ways and talk about the PGA Championship. First of all, you know, Tiger Woods, man, just coming out again, not playing any tournaments, playing on one and a half legs, I think, or one and a half ankles at least. And he makes the cut at Southern Hills, which is not an easy place to walk and certainly not an easy golf course. And when you think about that as a competitor, what is that like to see Tiger come out, make another cut, you know, against the best players in the world? What Tiger's doing is just incredible. I mean, he's, he, he stays kind of, you know, in the shadows, I guess you want to call it that way. To, uh, but he just, he's in, I don't, I don't want to know how much he's practicing because it, it either he's practicing, you know, every day for hours on end or he's just tapped back into his natural swinging abilities. And, and uh, either way, um, it's something fun to watch. You know, he's, he just looks like he rolls out and he's ready to rock and roll and, and you know, with a swing that he's had forever. Looks like he's had no issues whatsoever. Uh, I know on the inside that's probably a different feeling, but at least all of us watching him, like, man, this guy looks like he's, you know, in midseason form. 
Yeah. When he's walking, obviously you can tell that he's got issues, but when he swings it, it's still just like, it's a perfect swing. It's just amazing. He's like an absolute machine and uh, just speaks mm-hmm. volumes to his, his ability and flushing shots, but it was a great tournament overall. Uh, in fact, a lot of the guys that you've played against on tour were right up there at the top. I think four of the top five were people you've played against, you know, either recently or at least in your career. What was that like watching those guys go after it, you know, at the end, you know, trying to get that, that, uh, that, uh, you know, major championship. Some of those guys that you've played against recently. That's that was a really cool part, uh, you know, watching that uh, down in Dallas. I was I was down there for the U.S. Open sectionals, um, watching that. And his first major, I've I've known the top four guys, you know, decently well. Some more than others, but uh, that I knew, you know, personally. Uh, and, and Mito and I played for a couple of years down in Latin America together, and Corn Ferry together, and you know, played a hundred hundred rounds or so together. Um, and I love playing golf with him. Uh, so I was, you know, I was really rooting for him just because we have similar stories with how we got out on tour, but, um, you know, and then Justin Thomas being a Louisville or being from Kentucky and then, uh, you know, playing 2014 with him on the corn Ferry tour and, uh, you know, Cameron Young, you know, same, same deal was on our tour for a while and Will Zell tour. So it was just, it was just very entertaining. It's so much fun to watch and, um, you know, made it exciting for when I know my time when I'm going to be there. But uh, if I'm not playing it, I might as well have some, you know, have some buddies that are that are doing well and make it interesting to watch. Yeah, you know, I think it gives a lot of confidence, uh, you know, to a player like yourself to watch these guys that you've played against that you've beaten before. You won, you know, twice on the Corn Ferry Tour in 2020 and 21 against those guys. Uh, Mito won three times. I mean, if you guys have played against each other and beat each other, so it's got to give you a little confidence to see those guys winning out there um, for when it is your time. And, you know, what's it like closing out a tournament? Now, this is a major, of course, but you've had significant leads like Mito. He had three-shot lead going into Sunday. It's a challenging thing to do. What's it like, you know, to, to close out a tournament when you got a pretty significant lead going into the last round? It's almost that kind of I should win, even though in golf we know that's not the case. But what is that like uh, you know, mentally taking that into the final round and closing it out? It's, uh, it, you know, there's really two ways you can look at it. Uh, you know, I think the one way to look at it is if you're, you know, I, I, it's mine to lose or, you know, I, I just have to I have to just play good, you know, or something like that. That is kind of a scary place to be in. But the, from what I found myself, uh, I think I've had three wins holding the lead going into the last day uh, of some significance. And it, it's more of just leaning on, you know, the last three days, I had the exact same game plan. I executed that game plan and it worked. Um, so there's no sense in changing anything on, uh, on Sunday, you know, and, and I did that. Most of those that, that I had big wins, except for on Latin tour, uh, Latino tour uh, in Panama, I think I ended up getting up to like a six or eight shot lead with a couple of holes to go. So that was a little different story, but um you know, like in, in the Bahamas, I looking back at coverage later, there were points where I, I, you know, got all the way back down to, you know, one, only one shot lead or the same thing, you know, uh, in some of those other wins. And you, as long as long as you don't panic and you stick to that game plan and you know that it worked those last three days and, and there's no guessing, you just, you know, copy and paste, you know, basically um, it, you, you find yourself in a really good position typically 
you know, by the time on Sunday, it'll take somebody shooting seven or eight under, you know, or something crazy to beat you. Um, so I, that that's kind of the way I've taken it is just take it one shot at a time. I know it's so cliche, but all, all I kept thinking about in all those moments were, you know, when I got got to that ball, I was like, I'm best shot. I'm gonna best shot I've hit today, right here. This is the best shot I've hit today, right here. Like you know, just just give myself, you know, hit the middle of the face, hit the middle of the face. Just just make it, you know, you know, do those kind of things because I know that the plan, I know my yardages, I know how I'm hitting it. There's nothing else to worry about. Um, it's just hit the ball solid, and, and you're fine. Yeah, and you know that that is cliche, but it's so stinking true. When you think about just hitting that one good shot, you're not thinking about a bad shot you hit early in the round. You're not thinking ahead to a hole that you got coming up or shots you got coming up. It's it's really helpful to do that. And it's not like Mito played bad on Sunday. He really didn't play bad. He was in control most of the round. In fact, he had the lead the entire day until the 18th hole. So it wasn't like he was playing terrible, but just a few mistakes here and there really cost him. And and some of those things, like you said, some of the differences of not getting up and down for birdie on 17 and having a two-shot lead on 18 as opposed to a one-shot lead. Some of those just little bitty things can make a significant difference in the outcome. Um, it was tough to see, you know, but I'm sure, you know, Mito learned a lot. He's probably going to come back strong from that. We've seen a lot of guys lose a major and then the very next major, they learned enough and they came back and won or very recently, you know, we've seen that happen with, with other players as well. So, um, you know, Roy McIlroy had that with the Masters in 2011, where he lost a huge lead in the Masters and then came right back at the Open and won, you know, won, uh, won that. So um, tough to watch, though, I'm sure. But uh, but it's, it's an interesting you know, mentality and emotional state to have that lead and go up against the best in the world in the final round. It's very true. You know, his interview afterwards, which I thought was amazing that he even did the interview. That yeah, quick. that he did. Exactly. Uh, yeah, know, he was nobody's got an excuse anymore after that you know this guy this guy's first time he's been in contention in a major like that you know held the lead held it for a while you know and had it it, it was it was his turn to lose and, and he did and, and you, you gotta imagine that was so hard on him but he he handled it so well and you know said, said I'm, I'm gonna learn from it i'm gonna move on i'm gonna be better for it and and that's just kind of how Mito is, like just get, you know, just knowing him is, is he's you know very relaxed, very easygoing guy, and and I think he knows going forward that it's going it's going to do them a lot of good to learn those lessons, and and he'll be in that spot again for sure. Yeah, I mean, it was impressive to watch him walk around. He just didn't seem – he seemed like he was out for a little stroll, or like just out for a walk. He wasn't too concerned about anything, and he just kept hitting good shots. And uh, it'd certainly be fun to watch him rebound from that. But the competition was also great. I mean, that playoff between Justin Thomas and Will Zalatoris, they shot three under collectively on six holes in a playoff with everybody watching. Uh, it, was a, it was a pretty good drama on the PGA Tour at the, uh, at the championship. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's the whole thing of – I'm sure we'll transition into it, but that's – to me, that's the compelling thing the PGA Tour has going for him versus some of these other things that are going on. I mean, you just don't get that. And the, the PGA Tour has, um, you know, every organization has their flaws, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, everything does. Uh, and, and to say that there's any group that has it figured out is completely wrong. Um, but they've, they've, they've nailed that format. Uh, you know, John Rahm just said something on an interview yesterday, uh, about it you know it's like it's four rounds there's a cut and you're in the final group you know with the leaders you're you're going head to head you're battling and 
and just, I mean, great TV, but even as a player, I mean, that's what you want. You want to be looking your, you know, looking that guy in the eye uh, all day and, you know, seeing if he's got it, see if he, see what he's got, you know, to go up against your best. And that's, that's where it's at. That's where the competition's at. And that's where the fun's at. Well, and even better than that is when you're in the fairway and there's a guy up on the green who has to make a putt. And if he makes it, it changes the equation a little bit. You know, he makes a putt. Now you need a birdie to win instead of a par to win or, or something like that. I think that, uh, that, that direct, you know, c- competition is really uh, intriguing. And we've seen some incredible tournaments since that time. You know, we had uh, the Memorial where uh, Billy Horschel had a big lead and uh, had to, had to play really strong throughout to maintain that lead, let everybody kind of chase him with that one shot at a time. There's some players out there that have just done really well from the front. Tiger was always a front runner he led from the front really well uh billy horschel played really well from the front rory mcelroy seems to play really well from the front uh you know and play some of his best golf and so it's really kind of interesting to see you know with rory winning the rbc canadian shooting eight under i i read a stat that he shot eight under or i think he shot 62 or better in the final round to win three times in his career and no other player has done it once in the last 40 or more than once in the last 40 years he's done it three times so that's in, that's you know compelling golf to that's watch. Incredible. It's a lot of fun to watch those guys go hand, you know head to head. I mean, it's, as a fan, it's like it's not much better than that. Exactly. No, you you nailed it. So let's transition a little bit to what's happening with the LIV golf uh, situation. It'd be interesting to get your perspective from from a, a player's uh, point of view in all of this. You know, we've seen some. Pretty, pretty big names defect. I think we knew Mickelson was going to go. DJ uh, went. Uh, Taylor Gooch was there. Were there any surprises, you know, from from your perspective? And kind of what's your take on that as you know a PGA Tour player watching what's unfolding with LIV Golf and with PGA Tour and how they're responding? Yeah, that's an interesting question, and it's one that you know I've been asked a bunch about. Um, you know, I'm not on the I'm not on the, the player advisory council with the tour. Um, you know, I was on the Corn Ferry Tour, but I wasn't I'm not on the PGA. So I, I wish I kind of had some, you know, some more knowledge on it. But kind of what I know is what I what I hear from players, and then also what I'm seeing on TV. But um, you know, I was there was a couple. I was you know I was kind of surprised Gooch went. You know, he's playing really 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 good, and I, I thought you know he's he's going to build a really nice career on the PGA Tour, and you know enough to where money's not going to matter. Uh, but you know, everybody's got their reasons for doing what they're doing. And I don't, you know, who am I to judge what their reasons are? Um, you know, but at the same time, I I know I want to know that I want to play on the PGA tour. It's what I've worked for since I was a kid. Uh, and now that I'm there, I I don't want to leave. I want to stay there the, the way they, you know, there's just a whole attitude and a whole thing about the PGA tour that, but that makes it compelling to stay there. And and what happens is you get some, and I'm not saying this happened to the guys that left, but you get comfortable and you get in your little bubble and you've been out on tour for 10 years or eight years or whatever. And then you start finding all, you start looking for things to go wrong. You start finding, well, they don't do this right. Well, they don't do that right. And all that stuff. And, and that's what I was saying earlier. Is no organization has it hundred percent perfect. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. I mean, jumping ship and running over to another tour because they're you know, going to give you a bunch of money. That that's fine, I guess. If that, I mean, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. I'm not knocking the guys that went. I'm just saying for myself, I, I don't, I don't see the appeal other than the financial part and um, and, and being with the tour. And, and honestly, I haven't even played that great on the PGA Tour. But I know that if you play well on the PGA Tour, you're not going to worry about finances anyway. Uh, the finances are going to be there. So. 
uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm shocked that a, I'm shocked that a couple went. You know, Gooch went. Um, you know, I think we'll we'll hear some more names shake out in the next few months, and uh, some of those we might be scratching our head about and, and wondering why they went. And others were probably going to be like, yeah, we we probably thought they were going to go. And it's just a, it's an interesting time right now, and I think the tour is going to be the PJ tour is going to be better for it, but it's going to be uh, going to be interesting. Yeah, without a doubt. And it's, there may be other reasons as well, but it seems like it's primarily a, you know, a money grab to go do that. And again, Hey, if you guys want to do that, that's their, that's their prerogative, but it does seem like there's going to be some positive things that comes out of this on the PGA tour for the players. I mean, number one, you know, because they suspended players, uh, your opportunity has moved up on the FedEx cup ranking. So that's a benefit for you and other guys that are kind of in that position. But number two, I think that there's going to be some changes. I would imagine some changes financially, because as we've talked about before, the PGA tour and golf in general and other sports like maybe tennis some of those it's different than being an nfl player an nba player or a major league ball player hockey player whatever because those sports they have guaranteed contracts they you know fly their people where they're going to go put them up in a hotel they take care of all their expenses or food and all that on the pga tour you're really earning everything from the very beginning and i would love to see something where you know the pga tour said hey you've earned your pga tour card you're actually a member here's some money for doing that that helps you pay some of those bills the travel expenses as a rookie the hotels everything's a little more expensive on the pga tour and you're you know you, you add that additional stress to just trying to stay on the tour and i think it'd be easier for, for guys like you rookies out there to have a better experience overall if there was maybe a little bit of compensation that goes along with just getting on the tour itself i don't know we'll see if that happens what are your thoughts around some of those potential changes or other things that you're hearing uh the, the good that's going to come out of this for the pta tour i think you're right i think something not not really a salary you know that it's that it depends on you know how good you are as a player and and you know where you were ranked and say like a draft situation should determine how much money you get but um, you know, it's, it's a good point. I think, I think there is an option there for, especially guys that graduate from, from a tour, um, or are new members. I think that's huge that, uh, you know, those players could get some funds from the PGA tour and say, here's, you know, here's, here's X amount of dollars to, you know, as, like you said, as an offset for your calls and all those kind of things. Uh, it, but Alex, I'm not on the pack, and I'm sure that question's been uh, the player advisory council, and I'm sure that question's been raised, and I, and I would assume they have a decent response. Why? Uh, my thought is, is what's the trickle down effect of that? Does it go down to the, you know, then does the corn ferry tour players do they get money because they they're the ones that really need it because they're not, you know, they're paying three fourths of what it costs to go on the PGA tour, still playing the corn ferry tour, um, you know, that kind of thing, and and. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think there's, I think there's going to be a lot of good that comes out of it. I think you might see some different media coverage too of the tournaments. I think uh, they'll kind of adopt a few of the things, just uh, you know, seeing what fans like. Because to be honest, it's kind of an experiment that they don't have to worry about. They can see what fans like and see the kind of interactions and uh, camera stuff and and all that with this tour, and then possibly adapt or adopt some of that as well. Um, which would be kind of interesting, but as far as the pay, you know, goes, I, I know this year they it's public, uh, you know, but guys that played 15 events, the, the tour gave them $50,000. Um, so, you know, they're trying to do some things to get, uh, you know, to get everybody involved with a little extra financially and, um, and some stuff. And I, I think everybody gets kind of caught up on that $40 million PIP money. 
uh, that you should basically just go to Tiger Woods every year anyway. Um, he, <laughs> right? <laughs> he, is the, he is the needle. He, he is the one that moves the needle. And I think every player out here agrees that there's really nothing. He, I mean, Tiger, Tiger got most, or Tiger won it last year. Basically, on one tweet. From a tweet. Yeah, from <laughs> that's a tweet right. that's basically was like, you know, like Michael Jordan saying, I'm back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's just, uh, he's the needle. But I think going forward, I think that's, I think that's pretty cool going forward because, you know, there's going to be a time when Tiger's not going to be the, you know, the thing, uh, you know, the, the that kind of stuff. But you know, he, he will always be, you know, the iconic golfer. But I mean, as far as Google searches, uh, TV coverage, um, social media, all the, all the factors that they put in, I think it'll change. But what, but what their tour is doing is they're just trying to find avenues and ways to, to pay the guys that are at the top that, that are doing their part to move the tour in the direction it's going. Um, and, and as a result, I, I believe guys like myself in my position right now are reaping the benefits of that as well. Um, even though it may not look like we are, um, I, I think, I think we are. Yeah, well, and certainly you mentioned the forty million pit money. They they were able to find forty million last year for that. And honestly, those players at the top, yeah, especially like Tiger, he doesn't really need the eight million. I mean, it just kind of goes into the stack that he already has. But if they if they could find some money, I think to help out players as they get on the tour, I think that would be huge. And um, and then also, I hope that they'll raise the purses because when you look at a player like Scotty Scheffler, who's had a great year, you know, he's best player in the world right now, and he's he's won four times, including a major. Um, you know, he, he might make 10 million this year. I don't know what he's up to yet so far, but he might make 10 million. But if you take the best player in football, Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, 45 million a year, <laughs> if you take the best player in basketball, Steph Curry, he, you know, he's in the 50 millions a year. So it would be great to see the PGA tour somehow get on par from a salary perspective with the best athletes in the world. Cause the entertainment that you guys provide on the PGA tour to me is really second to none. If you're a golf fan, and it'd be great to see those uh, salaries continue to rise and to, you know, um, benefit you guys for, for what you guys do in the entertainment you provide. I'm sure you would have no issue with that. Uh, if purses continue to go up, uh, that'll be a good thing, but talk also about, you know, the FedEx cup rankings, you were, I think 208, um, before all this happened. And because of the suspensions, I think you're 198 right now, which puts you inside, uh, for the corn Ferry tour playoffs and puts you, you know, just even a little bit closer to that, that magical 125 number. What does that do for you men- mentally when you think about these next six tournaments that you have, and the opportunity that uh, uh, additional opportunity you've been given. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of wild waking up, you know. And I moved eleven spots or ten spots, something like that, overnight without even playing in a tournament. Uh, that, was, that was kind of wild, <laughs> but not not that uh, bad, right? Not- <laughs> yeah, yeah, not bad. If I do that for the rest of the year, I might get in top of the top. Um, Take more of it off. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So, I, no, it's, it's, it's cool. Cause you know, every, every spot matters, uh, every point matters. Um, but just knowing that, you know, going forward, like, I think you're asking about these next events. Um, you know, my, my, obviously my primary goal every week is to, to go and, and be in a position to win. Um, but secondary it, at the end of this, at this end of the season, I want to make sure a, you know, number one, I guess, uh, that, I'm at least in the corn Ferry tour finals so that I can get my, try to go back and get my card for the PGA tour again. in those final three events, uh, objective number two is to get in the one twenty six to one fifty, so that I can have conditional status out here on the PGA tour. So that, uh, you know, that way I'll still get into about 10 or 15 events. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously 
Um, the third option and the third goal is to get top 125 so I can get to the FedEx Cup playoffs, um, you know, which is, which would obviously be huge. Um, you know, so those, those are the goals. And then, and then I have to look at it objectively too, that, um, you know, most likely I'll, I'll be going back to Corn Ferry Tour finals. So with the schedule we have, we have a week off after, um, the last one at Wyndham before those final three events start. So how can I be prepared mentally and physically for those three events? Because those three events are going to be my most important ones. Those are going to be the ones that, that guarantee my job again on the PGA Tour next year, um, uh, of which I'm excited about being back on. You know, I have full faith that that's going to happen, uh, whether it be through Corn Ferry Tour Finals or it's going to be through some amazing golf in the next uh, two months that'll, that'll get me to record. Well, the one thing I know about you so far is that when your back's against the wall, you tend to bring out your best stuff, whether that's just a challenge on how far you can hit a drive or, you know, going back to when you had four starts essentially on the Corn Ferry Tour at the beginning of 2020 and you won the second one, I believe, uh, to, to, you know, move you in the right direction and get you status on the tour for the rest of the season. So I'm excited about these next six events uh, or seven events. I think you're going to try to play six of them. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to try Try trying on the schedule to just say six. Uh, we're going to see how we're feeling and, and what's going on, but most likely play three, take a week off and play three more. Yeah. So travelers, John Deere classic Barbasol, and then looking at three M up in Minnesota, the rocket mortgage in Detroit, and then Wyndham over in Greensboro, North Carolina, which one of those six are you most excited about? Uh, travelers for sure. That, that one's going to be, that one's going to be a lot of fun. That one's got the, the biggest names in it. It's a, uh, it's supposed to be one of the most fun events of the year too, as far as like my wife and daughter and, um, you know, it's easy, pretty easy travel, cool part of the country. Uh, so I'm, I'm just, I'm, that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. And it's good. The course is great too. Some drivable par fours and some really fun holes. It's very entertaining to watch as a fan. Um, and you know, it's gotta be a great tournament when you pick that one over the hometown event, the Barbasol that's going to be in uh, Nicholasville, Kentucky. So, uh, you know, the, the travelers is one of the best tournaments on tour by the players and what they say. So that'll be, a, that'll be a lot of fun. And then, um, and then you got the, the John Deere classic Barbasol 3M rocket mortgage Wyndham championship, six events to keep moving up the list. And we're excited to, uh, to see you, you know, continue to progress and, and keep moving up that regard when you think about your career and these kind of moments where you've really had to perform well is there anything you can think about or take away that's been a contributing factor to your success in these moments where it matters most i think it's i think i kind of have a a no expectation you know i've got nothing to lose mentality um because i'm either you know i'm not holding on i'm not in one i'm not 127th right now or 126, you know what I mean? Or something like that, where I'm trying to get that 125, you know, on the number or something. I, I, maybe even in that situation, I probably wouldn't matter that much either, but it, I've, I've kind of got, a, I've kind of got a thought of, you know, well, I haven't played well yet. So like, there's nothing but good play left. Like there's, there, it can only go up. So uh, let, why not, why not just let it happen? And uh, it seems like things just get a little less blurry, a little less foggy in my head, and things just start getting sharper. Um, definitely a mentality that I wish I had more often. Um, but you're right; it, it has seemed to kick in when it, when I need to. Uh, with and uh, you know, obviously, I'm hoping this time it, it does the same. But I feel like I feel like I'm putting in the right kind of practice and the right kind of thinking and mentality right now. I, I feel like I'm. 
I'm getting myself into the best position I can be to to do that. So I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping at the end of these six six or seven weeks that um, you know there'll be a lot of good out of it. And you have one of the greatest personal beliefs uh, I've ever seen of just like self-belief uh, that you can get it done, having faith in the, in the process and your ability and what you can do. So very excited to see what happens with that. Plus, I want to hear about some of the food that you're going to experience, you know, up in Connecticut, uh, obviously back home in Kentucky, the Midwest here in Illinois, uh, several spots in the Midwest, Minnesota, Michigan, uh, North Carolina. So we'll have to talk about food on the next, next episode as well. Real quick, U.S. Open, who are your picks? What do you got? Who are some players that you're going to be watching? Hard to hard to root against JT and Rory right now. Uh, <laughs> no doubt, it just depends on yeah. For real, uh, I, don't know, I think Speed's going to do well because the greens are crazy. Um, I think he's he's been primed to play really well. Uh, Justin Rose has been playing good and kind of sneaky playing good. Um, let's see if I had a, if yeah, I had like a weird 60, you know yeah yeah if I had just a strange sleeper pick though. Yeah, let's hear the sleeper pick. What do you got? Yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good question. I got a sleep I got a sleeper pick, myself. but it's like like <laughs> really sleeper pick. I got a I got a you know sectional qualifier sleeper pick uh, on Ooh, my side. But nice. Uh, you, yeah, why don't you, you tell me yours first? So all right, tell so I got Chris Nagel because uh, my boy Chris Nagel lives eight houses down from me, and uh, he's bounced around from the Corn Ferry Tour uh, and and other places as well. Played some state tournaments and things like that, and uh, he qualified. He sectional qualified in Columbus, and he's playing really well. He shot nine under. I think he finished fourth in that qualifier that that sectional, and uh, the guy's awesome. just got game and just needs an opportunity. So you know, I'm just I'm pulling for Chris to be you know somewhere in the running on Sunday. You just never know what happens. That's the crazy thing about golf. You just never know. John Daly story. You know, you just never know. Right. Oh man. I wish I could come up with this with a crazy good sleeper. I'm trying to think who drives it. Well, I think you're going to see one of these older players, um, kind of be in contention until the weekend. And then once they start getting in the rough, they can't get it out. Um, <laughs> that's kind of how it works. I don't know. U.S. Open's weird. It, it, it's, it seems like it's rarely ever some sleeper, you know what I mean? Like it's always, yeah. very rarely is it. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what about somebody like Davis Riley? Somebody like that who's just, you know, mm. pretty consistent, hits it well. I like that guy. He's a great putter. Uh, I enjoy that kind of guy. But somebody somebody along those lines, you know. So I think so, I think he's one and I and I like him. So I hope he doesn't listen to this and get mad at me. I think, you know, <laughs> round two or round round two or three, he'll be there. And then, you know, it's just it, it's gonna be the guy that's that's had his nerves tested uh a ton. You, yeah. you could see Mito. If Mito's playing good, uh he, he could uh, yeah, be up there again. Yeah. You know, really he wouldn't be a sleeper because he's you know he's in the limelight now, but he wouldn't be a sleeper, but he'd right. be a great pick. I'd love to see him but he, you know come back. You know, he's that. he's got he's got a really good T ball. Uh and when he's sitting it well off the tee, but uh, I've got it I've got the coverage on right now and I'm looking at these holes and I'm like, dude, I don't know who's gonna win this thing because those fairways look like they're four yards wide. <laughs> um, so that's why I'm thinking it could be, I mean, you might see Brooks have a run at it. I, I doubt it, but, uh, you might see, see him, you know, some of these guys that are real strong players that can get out of the rough and, you know, and, and those kind of things. Uh, I wish, yeah, I wish I had a, I wish I had a, a really good pick for you, but I don't. Yeah. I'm kind of just well, on the was, bandwagon of the best players that are playing right now. Well, I'm with you. If I was betting money, you'd be on Rory and, and Justin without a doubt. I mean, those guys have something to prove. They just, they just look like they got something to prove. And so it's been uh, been fun to watch those guys. I agree. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, hey, thanks. We appreciate your time as always and wish you the best of luck when you tee it up uh, here in just a couple of weeks. Um, have a great practice session. Enjoy the time with the family and we will see you on the next episode. 
Awesome. Thank you all so much. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Full Send Podcast, an inside look at Jared Wolf's journey on the PGA Tour. If you enjoy this episode, be sure to give us a like and leave a comment. That will help others find the seats here. And until next time, hit them long and hit them straight. We'll see you soon.